Blog Talk Radio. This is a year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't got to fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't not They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am perfectly here. Um, it is our Soulful Sunday Church session. It is August 11th already, 2019, and it's your girl, D. Scott. So, you know, I wake up with these theories and things in mind because my Tell the Truth Tuesday show is very different from church because church, I'm trying to help you get your mind right, to get you ready and set for the week so that we're not thinking about things that don't matter and just try to forge and help people in their own healing, even people that I may never speak to ever again in life because I know y'all still listen. So today's show, we're actually going to talk about sex. So, um, you know, people think it's just uh, a physical act. You know, that sex is just, you know, this, this, and this. And I, I tell women all the time, I used to be cold-hearted like that. And I don't have a high number count just because, you know, I tend to end up in relationships even if I didn't want to be there. Like, if I mess with somebody, it's not like we start with the physical act and then we get to know each other later. No, we've gotten to know each other. The physical act is just the cherry on top. And then, of course, now everybody's all in love because what was supposed to happen after that? You know what I mean? You've already built up this relationship with somebody, you've already built up this longing and this, you know, uh, I don't know, this mystery around what it would be like. So what ends up happening is, is that, you know, a lot of us are in relationships where sex is the beginning of the relationship. And so as a result, it ends up also being the reason that you leave. So, Let's see. Let's start like this. First of all, sex is a ritual, okay? And it's one of the most powerful rituals in the world. Uh, You are, I mean, let's just break it all down if you're into that sort of thing. You are exchanging bodily fluids, blood, sweat, semen, you know, uh, orgasm fluids, okay? You are exchanging, you know, soul-tying things. Now, not every sex act is a soul tie. It's not because you didn't build up not so much the animosity, 
but the love before the act happened. Now, am I saying that every person that I had sex with I loved? No. But what I am saying is that I ended up loving them after the sex act because we were already leading up to that. So I'm just not out here giving away pussy for no reason. Like, hey, you look like you might need a little something. Let me give you some pussy. And that's what a lot of women are doing. And a lot of you men, because I'm going to get on y'all, that lack self-control, you will take that pussy and not realize all the other stuff that's coming with it. So I'm going to tell y'all the real reason that I've been abstaining. It's, it's going on a year now, okay? And y'all probably like, oh, my God, I can never do that. Well, you need to get busy and worry about yourself. Because the reason I was able to do that is because I have a son. He's a teenager. He is more important than me going out trying to find a relationship, okay? I have a regular job that I go to, five, sometimes six days a week. It's very fulfilling, okay? Um, Then on top of that job where I'm a boss there, okay, I have four or five other businesses, damn near six, that I run outside of there, okay? So when I say I'm booked and busy, honey, I'm booked and busy, So there's really not a lot of time for me to go out and have leisurely time when I'm working on myself, I'm working on my finances, I'm trying to figure out how to retire, even though I'm not even at that age. My my stepfather wants to retire. We retired my mother, you know, when she was in her 50s before she passed. May she rest well. So a lot of y'all are lacking the self-control. And the reason that I can have self-control is because there was an incident that happened, a series of incidents, and I'm going to tell you what led it for me, what did it for me. Like, just, I, I can't be messing with you no more, like, this is it. So I watched somebody that I loved very much spiral, okay? And I'm talking about he was spiraling on all the levels, all of them. There was nothing that I could do, and I'm talking about, I, I really, I tried, verbally, mentally, physically, and there was nothing I could do to stop the spiral. These were, you know, karmic acts that had been taking place long before I had got into a situation with this person. I was with this person for years. <clears throat> and when I say, and, and also, too, we need to stop claiming these off-and-on relationships. They were not relationships. If you were off-and-on, that means that let's just call it what it is. I used to rock with you when I felt like it. You rocked with me when you felt like it. We had a sexual connection or we had love for each other, but you chose to do other things or I chose to do other things. Because we're not going to count all these in-between years and these off-and-on relationships, okay? So this person was spiraling. And during the end of his spiral, I started noticing that he became very disrespectful, okay, like, you know, like I don't put my hands on people, which I don't, not anymore. Um, He became very distant, agitated, violent, abusive. And then I started seeing the type of women that he was choosing to spend time with. See, a lot of y'all criticize other women for positions that you could never play. You can't sit back and tell somebody that you love them and then watch them destroy themselves and still say, no, I still love you, and I'm going to still get what I want to get out of the situation, whether that's love, whether that's money, whether that's sex, and let you do what you do. Because I don't control another human being. I can only control how I react to you. Okay? Some say, oh, you just let him cheat. No, I didn't let him cheat. He was, he was a, a dog when I met him. So I'm not going to change that. He has to want to change because that's what he wants to do. And, and listen, as long as I'm getting what I want, I don't care what you do, until I did, okay? So I'm starting to see the women, not just that I'm hearing about, I'm seeing it too. Now, we're not together, okay? And, he, and I'm sorry, he had a whole other situation going on too, okay? 
so on certain levels, I started feeling sorry for the young lady. I wasn't dealing with him no more, not like that. And then I started seeing, you know, once once you take yourself out the equation, the type of women that he was around, the type of women, you know, doing drugs, on pills, you know, body wrecked, and you sitting up here killing yourself to look good for a man that wouldn't kill for you at all, right? Not Not, you know, physically, but just he's not going to do nothing to win you. So I started seeing these low vibrational broads, not calling them hoes. I'm just going to call you low vibrational. The fact that you were asleep with somebody, and I talk about this all the time because I couldn't even believe that I even heard this, and I know for a fact it's true, that you are sitting up here sleeping with women that have sex with other men in cars in a club parking lot, get out the car, use a baby wipe, and go back in the club and go home with another dude. My first immediate response isn't, oh, my God, she's nasty. It's, oh, my God, you nasty, and have you been to the doctor? So now what a lot of people don't understand is that in my environment that I work in, I see everybody's filth. I see everybody at their worst, and I see everybody when they're at their best, okay? I know a lot of things about a lot of people that ain't none of my business, okay? So I'm seeing this girl now come in with a different dude, and I'm just looking at all of this. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was still touching him, now I'm touching her. I'm touching who she messed with because she might be a little bit gay. You know, I'm messing with whoever that girl messed with. And then that dude, I've seen him in here with three other girls that I know was on drugs. Like, do you understand what I'm saying to you? So I got scared of dick. I really did. I was like, oh, no, I can't. Uh uh-uh. Then the last time I messed with this person was in the fall. Honey, I had to wait three months just to make sure and take my behind to the doctor to make sure I didn't have nothing. I get AIDS tested every year whether I'm having sex or not, because like I told you all before, I can go years and not have it, and I'll still be all right. I will live. But then what ends up happening, too, is you get into a dangerous space where now the first person that you have sex with, are you really having sex with this person because you have a physical need, or are you having sex with this person because you're trying to connect with them? Because sometimes, because we're trying to get to the physical need because we lack self-control in these moments, You know, it's been a long time since I laid in the bed with a man. It's been a long time since I made out with a guy. It's been a long time since I, you know what I mean? Because I recycle dick. That's what what I do. I would rather deal with the same demon that I know exactly where he's coming from, exactly how he's getting it, exactly how he gets down, than to be out here trying to meet new demons. Because y'all all all turn, we all turn into demons when we get in that bedroom. At least we should. That's what makes it so good, right? The nastiness, the vulnerability, the being able to, you know, I don't want to go in a room and have to direct somebody on what he needs to do. I need you to go in there and be yourself. I'm going to go in there and be myself, and hopefully ourselves come together. We just two nasty people in this room pleasing each other and enjoying each other's company. But with that comes a responsibility. I have never in the history of niggerdom laid down with a man that didn't try to kill me later on. It just has never happened or didn't turn into an obsessed lurker, stalker type, you know, are you okay? Like, get out my bushes. Why are you stabbing me? Why are you punching me in my face? Like, it turns bad because I, okay, sometimes function as a Negro. And the moment I stop having fun with it, I'm done with it. Now, this is back in the day. Not now. Now I'm more purposeful with my puss. Okay. But. You know, I've been stabbed. I've been almost murdered. You guys can read about that in my book, Stan, you ain't a hot mess. Now, am I saying it's 
because of the cat? No, it's not because of the pussy. It's because of the fact that there's other things involved besides the physical act. You have seen these men naked. You have seen their creases, their taco meat on their chest. You have seen them make, you have heard them make sounds that wolves make when they die in and elephants in, in pain, you know. So it's just, it's a very intimate act. So I just, the whole, like, behavior on behalf of men and women, I just, I guess I don't understand it because I'm like, why would you want to share that with somebody else? Why? Why would you want to have those emotional, like, so let me just get this straight. You can't turn down no pussy. So everybody that throws some pussy at you, you got to take it. And that scared me from wanting to have sex for the last nine months, ten months. And here's what's crazy. Telling me you love me, telling this one you love her. I cannot in my right mind say that you didn't tell these other girls that you love them too. And that makes me sick to my stomach because I don't play like that. If I tell you that I love you, that's like shards of glass coming up out my throat. Like I really mean that. And it might not mean, see, love for me is different. Just because I love you doesn't mean that I won't leave. It doesn't mean that I might not fall in love with somebody else. Just because you love me, it doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt me because you might because I just gave you the ability to because I've been vulnerable. So when we're having sex with people, you're, you're literally, it's like, like layers of an onion, right? Every person that you have sex with has a layer to them. And that's why when we see people, it's so easy to fall back in bed with them and fall back in love with them. These are spells. These are incantations. You are telling, when you're in the act, you're, you're yelling out God's names and their names. These are all very powerful things to do. So once you realize that sex is really that powerful, that it will ruin nations, cause men to change religion, cause women to shave their hair, and, and, and want to go through the pain of childbirth for you and you have not promised her anything, then you wouldn't be so apt. And trust me, I am not a Bible toter when it comes to talking about, you know, dick and pussy relationships. I'm not. I believe that people <clears throat> should have sex when they care about each other. People should have sex when they're curious. But if you're going to have sex just for the sheer feeling of it, just because that person looks like they can make you feel good or that person talks a good – I never met a man that talked too much that was good in bed, never. Any dude that I ever laid down with, he never told me what he was going to do. And that's what made it important when we got in there because it was like, oh, I didn't know all that. And, I, I, listen, I have another confession to make. I've never had bad sex. Every single time I laid down with somebody because I cared so much about them or I loved that person, it was never terrible. So I don't even like when women be like, oh, but this, this was little and this is, I'm little. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know, like maybe your coochie was big. I don't know. But I don't have these types of problems with the men that I deal with. It's always an extravaganza. It's always a session. It's always a situation. And then it turns into this possessive thing. Now, am I saying I have never went crazy? Hell no. Nah. I'm telling you, I've been through hammers, through motherfuckers. Like, I have done the exact same things that they have done to me. However, when I went to walk away, they just, they weren't going. I'm talking about, I have tried, like, the one dude that I'm talking about right now, like, when I tried to leave, he was like, nah. I'm like, what do you mean? Nah, like, yo, don't call here. Don't, you know, you want to do what you want to do. He's like, nah, nah, I'm not doing that. I went and got engaged to somebody else, and he was just like, why would you do? You know, so, of course, I stayed away for a while, but, you know, at the end of the day, he really didn't care. 
But then I also have to take into consideration he didn't care when he was sleeping with married women either. He didn't care when he was cheating on his girlfriend every day. He didn't care. Like, he didn't care. So it's just like now you have to look at that person and not so much feel bad for them, but have empathy to the fact that what happened to you as a child, that you have become so desensitized to sex, that you lack the self-control of where you stick your raw meat. Like, you understand that, that these, these pussies can take you off the earth. Y'all understand that these dicks can take you off the earth. And if you don't take time just to even be with yourself, do your Kegels, take a cleansing bath, go to the doctor, you're going to be out here rotting like the next broad that you talk trash about. So I always had an issue with people calling women hoes and sluts and things like that because it's like, well, if your man was dealing with her, you a slut too because you just slept with everybody she did. And I find that a lot of men don't understand that you can have duality. You could be the church-going guy and and, and all that other stuff and still like to beat the brakes off something on a Tuesday. You could do that. As a woman, you can be, like, totally, completely reserved. Just don't be a hypocrite. And then go in the room and do the most nastiest, raunchiest. I know some raunchy people. Listen, I got a homegirl in my camp that I know that wrote a book about sucking dick. She truly did. It's called Happy Head by Jasmine. I think her name is is Jasmine Sanders. Jasmine P. Rain is her name, actually, um, for the book. Wrote a book about giving head, which I think is the true way to a man's heart. Like, just truly, if you want to steal a soul, every time these little girls tell me, oh, he broke in my house, he stabbed me, he did all this, 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 and this, he was sucking dick, wasn't you? That's the first thing out my mouth. Because think about what you're doing. You are taking a man's essence, likely putting it in your mouth, and then doing some nasty stuff with it, and then you expect him to just be normal after that, just like when they go down on us. You are literally taking my soul out of my chest and then expecting me to go to work like nothing happened, like we can't all die here today. You see what I mean? So you guys have to be careful who you want to share that we with because do I really feel like having you show up at my job hiding behind a building just to see what I'm doing because you're not in control of what's going on with your body. Now, I'm not even going to get into all these karmic ties and this person might have died and came back to life and looking for you and reincarnation sex and all that stuff. Nah, be mindful of where and who you're laying down with. Okay, I was watching the show. I mean, I think the best depiction of that is she's got to have it. So I'm watching this show, and she calls her bed. Her bed is a very sacred place. That's ritualistic. She's burning candles, ritualistic. The thing I liked about She's Got to Have It, the series, I believe it's on Netflix, Spike Lee's involved, of course, with Nola, darling, is that they're not getting to the crux of why she feels the need to lay down with so many people, including a woman. Oh, yeah, when people are out there doing sexual exploration, they're, they're dealing with same-sex stuff. Our men, too. You know, Insecure had an episode about that where she said, yeah, you know, um, what was her name? I can't think of her. The actress's name is Yvonne Orgy. And she was like, yeah, you know, I had a little thing in college with a girl or whatever. And the guy was like, yeah, me too. And then she completely judged him for it and was like, um, no. You know, now I've not I've not done that because I just happen to like men. I actually love men, especially black men, Latino men, gangster men. Not gangster in the sense of like gang bang, but gangster in the sense of like you ain't just gonna let me like stick my heel in your throat. So I think what happens is is that we get so involved in like anytime you tell somebody that you're abstaining from sex, they automatically think it's a religious reason. Well, yeah, I am the church. I am the religion. Myself, Denise, I am the church. I am the religion. 
I don't want you putting your dirty, ill-intended paws on me. But I also understand that as a man, I don't want you to lie to me either. If you just want some snatch, just say that. Because you know what? Maybe in this moment, that's all I want too. Because the sister's getting weak. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted. Like, as I come up on that year, usually the year, I've gone two years before, but then when I went two years, my best friend Lisa will tell you it was a disaster after that because I chose somebody that I would have never chose had I had some dick like some constant dick. And I can't even recycle no dick because they're all psychotic. And like I said, it ain't that many of them. But I'm reminded every single time why I can't rock with you. So it keeps my legs closed a little bit more. And plus, because I said, you know what, I don't even want to mess with nobody I ever messed with before. Those chapters are closed. We cannot do what we used to do. And it's so hard because I'm so passionate about everything I do. And the men that I deal with, they're passionate about everything that they do, and especially me. But when that love starts leaving, because I talked about that on my page on Instagram, at miss.d.sky, I talk about the reason that a lot of my relationships fail, and I've only been in a few of them, is because of the maintenance. Y'all see this, like, shiny, you know, shiny coin, right, and, and y'all are just attracted to it, and y'all are not understanding that. In order to even get that close to me, to even be able to pick me up or to touch me, you have to be about your own business right now. We're, we're, in, you know, we're in our 30s and 40s right now. Nobody has time to be sitting here like, yeah, we're going to build this empire. No, where is the empire? If it's not here right now, it's not going to be built. And I hate this shit on your parade like that on the Soulful Sunday, but sir and ma'am, there are certain things that you should have had in place by now. We are not kids anymore. So I come with my table, you know, you come with your table, let's build a longer table. Yes, absolutely. I certainly I still have dreams and goals and things that I want to do for the next 10 years. Right? So if you can't help me do that, I just don't think it's going to work out. And you would be surprised what I need from a man right now as opposed to what I needed in my 20s. It's not the same. And so as you start reevaluating, you know, it's not that, you know, um Everything has a price, and I don't mean monetary. Everything has a price. There is a price that you pay when you mess with married men, because y'all know I don't condone that. There is a price you pay when you don't take care of your kids. There is a price. There's a price tag on everything. And so some people are in their karmic season, and if we follow in the 48 laws of power, I have to disassociate myself with the unlucky, not because I don't love you or I don't care about you, but because I warned you before this happened. So... As we get to a certain age, do you think that my pussy is going to get wet while you're telling me your tales from the brokenness? It's not, because I'm trying to figure out where and why you made these mistakes. Stock market, that's different. You know, real estate losses, that's different. But tell me what you were doing that put you in this position that you are right now that you asking me for $8.72, because I want to understand. Because everybody talks trash about me because I don't be out here like that. I live very modestly, and obviously if I have five, six jobs, I'm okay. You know what I mean? But I see men a little bit different than y'all do. It's been over a year since I laid in the bed and slept next to a man and cuddled and did all that other stuff. So that actually, that lack of physical contact does do something to you when you want it. Right, And so I start to realize, you know, because I took the month of July, not off, but I didn't work as much as I normally do. I only worked five days instead of seven, six and seven. So what ends up happening is you have more time to think and evaluate, like, what do I even want? So if I'm not even putting it out in the universe, what I want, the universe won't provide. I'm putting out into the universe other things. 
there are 50 million other things that you can put into the universe besides a fuck buddy. Okay, and although those relationships are great, I literally, I, I cannot name a time that it didn't turn deadly when somebody tried to leave. And so I don't want that. Do I want the same crazy and passionate gangster, you know, snatch you up like in the corner in the house, you know, Tupac kind of situation? Of course, because that's, that's what I like. And that's the only way that you're going to keep my attention. However, I need you to have your own stuff together because broke dick and rich pussy don't mix. Rich dick, broke pussy, it don't mix. And that's what y'all are doing. Everybody keeps talking about this biblical stuff with, you know, oh, it's, it's, you got to be equally yoked. Ladies, you need to remember that too. Stop messing with Twan from up the block. And this isn't, this isn't about finances. This is literally about he can't teach him nothing. So exactly why are you sleeping with him? Because it's so good. Dick is only good to me when it's attached to a person that I know that I could be with long term. If I feel embarrassed that I can't go outside with you because you fuck with pill heads and, you know, girls that sniff coke off other girls' booty holes, like, that's a problem. I'm not judging, but you're too old to be doing that type of stuff and not claim it, not own it. Like, yeah, I be messing with pill heads sometimes because I'm on pills. Say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say that. See, I got tired of chasing, you know, you know, pussy that was going to require me to do things like go outside with them. So I decided, because all dudes have a disgusting side. All dudes have a disgusting side. All women are willing to be disgusting if they trust you. If a woman don't want to be disgusting with you, it's because she don't trust you. And that's not a bad thing. It just might mean that you don't bring that up out of her right just yet. Each, I am very blessed that each relationship that I've ever been in for 20 years, Okay, and like I said, I had one relationship that's been damn near 11 years, okay? Each relationship that I have been, they have unlocked a different Denise. And I was shocked at my own damn self wiping stuff off me when I went in the mirror, <laughs> you know, if we being honest. Because I don't ever want you to think that I'm a prude. I'm not. It's just certain stuff I'm not going to do. I'll try anything, but there are certain things that I'm not going to do, right? So that's why I don't get on you young ladies about, who you decide to share your bed with and whatever. In your 20s, have fun. Do what you want to do, but be safe. That means don't mess with that lady husband because she might kill you. Be safe means, you know what, put that condom on. I know y'all don't like condom sex. Oh, if he got to do that, you know, he said we together. Listen, I know about four or five people right now in relationships with people that have no idea at all that the person that they with has whole other relationships with other people. I know somebody right now, and I don't want to put his business on live air because it's my people, you know, that got a girlfriend and children at home and is out of town with a whole nother broad, just out of town. And I see this all the time, and I really believe that it's because of where I live because it's so small. So y'all crack me up when y'all are like, well, how come you always do long-distance relationships? Because nothing that I ever wanted was here, and that's not to disrespect my city because we have some gorgeous men here, ran through. Just like y'all talk about these women, I don't want no ran through man either. I want you to date. I want you to listen. I want you to have a good track record. I want you to be able to be like, you know, if I have to have a conversation with a man and all your exes hate you or you hate all your exes, I don't want to give you no pussy. I don't want to have sex with you. Because whatever's going on right now, you're going to try to convince me to hate the same women that you hate, which I'm not going to do it because I'm grown and I'm a woman. I'm always listening. I don't care if you think I hate your guts. Deep down, I'm a woman first, and I've probably defended you more times than you'll, than you'll ever know because I don't talk to you. 
so no matter what, when they come to me, and I tell y'all all the time, when these dudes come to me like, oh, she did this to me and she did that, what did you do? Not that it's your fault, but what did you do? A woman acts like this, this usually was the precursor. I see women out there enjoying and living their best life, and it is crazy to me because that is the actual karmic reaction that happens when you dog a woman out. You thought that the universe was going to let you dog a woman or a man out and you wasn't going to get that back in some kind of way in literally the exact way. I'm telling you, when karma comes around, you don't ever got to worry about none of these people in relationships. I just wanted to talk to the new girl because I want to tell her the truth. My mama used to tell me don't do that. My mama used to say don't warn these hoes. Let it be a surprise because she thinks she got a prize. It is not your, that's not your friend. It is not your responsibility to tell her that this man does X, Y, and Z unless she's in danger because you become the enemy. So the quickest way to get two people to see who they really are, if you're the third wheel, take yourself out the equation. Now the math makes sense. And I always took, listen, it was hard. I told you, my ex-husband right now, I don't, I, you know, listen, I don't know what they're doing, but I know they're not doing right. I know they're not doing well. You know, my biggest thing is, my, my biggest indicator of wealth is, is happiness. If I could see that people are truly happy, and I'm not talking Internet happy. I'm talking about, like, they just, they, they just living their life and they just happy. You're not worried about me. I'm not worried about you. I'm just worried about my own happiness, my own vaginal health. There are women out there, and it is so terrifying to me to watch y'all be in these relationships and claim these men, and y'all men be in these relationships and claim these women, not realizing you need to be going and claiming your ticket time to get tested. I am a huge advocate of testing and making sure everybody's safe. Okay, just because you're in your, you know, 30s and 40s doesn't mean you can't get AIDS. It didn't, it's not like there's an age bracket on it. There are more people in their 50s and 60s getting AIDS because they're messing with younger people. Now, I stand on any kind of relationship, older, younger. You know, I'm here for the Diddy Lori Harvey situation. I'm here for it. What did you think was going to happen? He has his pick of the litter. She's beautiful. What did you think was going to happen? But I'm also not here for people going into relationships and not knowing their HIV status, not knowing do you have herpes, do you have, like, so one in three people got herpes and y'all just ain't talking about this? So I'm terrified of y'all right now. I'm scared of y'all. I don't want no nutty buddies. I made it this far. <laughs> you know, I made it through my, my 20s. And, you know, I believe everybody should always go on a whole stroll. My whole stroll looked completely different, you know, than some of y'all whole stroll. My whole stroll didn't necessarily even have to do with sex at all but some of y'all are taking it and here's the other thing that i that i absolutely hate to hear is that y'all are out here sharing your bodies and not having good experiences so what was the reason what was the reason that you did all that and confused yourself so you just on camera doing stuff for no reason and he just like so there's no connection so y'all can't tell me that the sex y'all having is good. This ain't that Barbara, this is Shirley Dick. It's not. And so if I can't have that universal, like, soul snatching, I could look at a man and just tell you, you ain't going to be able to do nothing for me. Not financially, but just physically. You ain't going to be able to do nothing for me. You talk too much. You got too many miles on you. These hoes, these dudes be having miles on them too. You know, you, you got too many miles on you. I see the way that women react or speak about you. 
which leads me to, because you can't believe every woman, but if you got 10 women and they all saying the same thing, 10 out of 10, you did whatever it is they said you were, you were doing. Women too. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Do you even have a house? Is my question. Do you even have a house? Because you can't turn a hoe into a husband either. Y'all be wanting these dudes that are naturally hoish to marry you. George Clooney didn't get married until he was 50-something years old, and I stand on that. I appreciate that. But when he got married, he went and sat down. His wife is bigger than him. His wife is like Amal Clooney. She is some sort of like heiress somewhere. She was about her business, and that's what intrigued him. She wants with all that, we just tend to mess around. And some of those relationships are necessary. Some of these little throwaway relationships are necessary. But let me also give you all something else to think about before we leave. A lot of y'all wouldn't even be married had the other person not walked away. I'm going to say it again. I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel like deep down my man loved somebody else. Because y'all do know that you can have love from one. Oh, if he loved her, he wouldn't have did this. Yes, he would have because he's a man. And biologically, we are not made as humans, <laughs> mammals, to be, you know, uh, monogamous. But you're going to do it if you want to live. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you're going to be monogamous if you want to live. I would never profess that I'm going to be everything to one person. And I think as we get older, it starts getting more disappointing because you're like, you know, I, I would have celebrated, I believe it was 16 years of marriage uh, last month. Now, I, I was just trying to think how that was going to work out. I was like, what would we have been like? What would we, and during those years you grow, right? So the same thing that I wanted when I was in my 20s is definitely not the same thing that I wanted in my 30s, definitely not the same thing I want now, right? So you're allowed to change. You're allowed to say, you know what? I don't want to be at home no more. I want to go sit down. And I always talk about the fact it's not about taming, it's about timing. Because I have had some of the biggest ho-ass Negroes in the world, literally in the world. Like I'm talking about been up in magazines for being bachelors, all that type of stuff. I've dated them. Some of them, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't even mess with at all, but we just dated. And the common theme amongst them all, they're all still men. There is nothing going to be that much different between this one and this one. It just, it just matters what type of time you want, what type of, what type of stuff you want, what impresses you. If it impresses you to get on the Internet every time you get $3 and show everybody, eh, we're not, we not on the same type of time. If it pleases you to call women out their name or be chauvinistic and things like that, because I'm not asking you to be a feminist, I'm just asking you to have some respect, because I'm not even a feminist. I'm a traditionalist. I believe men should be men and women should be women. I believe that y'all going to do certain things, but you're just not going to do them to me. <laughs> not, a, not in uh, Olympic fashion. No, you're not. Just like there's certain things I'm not going to do to my man because it's not in my nature to do that because I'm a woman. So I come across as hard, but those of y'all that know me personally are like, no, she's, you know, I'm actually domesticated. I cook every day. You know, I don't go out to eat a lot. I cook every day for my family. I, you know, wash clothes, clean, like I do all the things that you men claim that you want women to do, and then guess what happens? You still end up messing with a girl that doesn't do half of what I do, and then you claim that you made a mistake. It's not a mistake if you keep doing it. That's a decision, okay? And so shout out to all the people that are married or about to get married because the other person walked away. That is not an accomplishment, and I would not want to feel like I won by default. I wouldn't want to feel like that. 
I remember my girlfriend Kendra back in the day. There was a guy. He lives in Dallas now, and um, we were in Tampa at the time when I was living in Tampa. And I remember I ended up walking away from him because there were several reasons that it wouldn't have worked out. But I enjoyed his company. I enjoyed, you know, our, our relationship. I enjoyed the sexualness of it. I enjoyed courting. I enjoyed or being courted. I enjoyed dating. I enjoy the falling in love phase. I enjoy all of that. It is the best part of the relationship. But I remember being disillusioned back then, and now I'm not. So I remember walking away from the relationship because I fell in love with somebody else, and he was playing games anyway. But I will give my, my people the credit. He told me, yes, I'm dating another girl. She's from Dallas, this, this, and this. So I remember one time she wrote something on the mirror. It was a Bible scripture. And I basically, in the smoky mirror, like, you know, like she knew, like he was honest, like she knew that he was dating someone else because that's, that's how you do it. That's some G, G stuff right there. And I remember she wrote like this Bible verse in the thing, and I basically wrote back in the smoky mirror, girl, fuck you. Like the Bible ain't got nothing to do with what you just came out that room doing because I know if he's doing it to me, he's doing it to you too. And it's not about sharing. There are it's probably 90% of us are in polyamorous relationships. We just don't know about it because a, a man is not, well, a boy is not going to tell you that he's sleeping with other women. When in actuality, at least if you tell me, I can be safe. I can protect myself. You don't have to lie. So in closing, I want you all to know, sex is one of the most powerful ritualistic tools known to man or woman on this earth. It's not always demonic because just because you're not married and you're having sex, it's not demonic, it's not dirty, it's not bad. If you are having sex with the purpose of connecting to someone else because you want to get to know them better, you want to taste them, you want to feel them, you want to be closer to them, yes, have sex. But if you are try- or if you want to possess them, yeah, have sex. But if you're just doing it because you're trying to get a bill paid, Bad intentions, not good pussy. If you're just doing it because you're homeless, bad intentions, not good dick. Because good dick ain't never homeless. I'm going to say it again. Good dick ain't never homeless. Good pussy ain't never in the projects. It might start there, but it don't end there. So y'all are not even capitalizing. It's not about money. I'm just. I'm not telling y'all to be prostitutes, but damn, what did you do it all for? For no reason. So if you just out here sleeping with people for no reason, I'd rather not. And like I said, the next person that I lay down with, they might not even be that special. They might just be who I choose to have this physical exchange with because I like them, because we seem like we need the same things from each other. But I would be damned if I laid down with somebody that couldn't help me. I would be damned if if, if he laid down with me and I couldn't help him. So y'all have to start discerning better have, you know, better pussy management, better dick discernment, right, and take a break. If you don't know what you want, take a break. Stop dragging people into your sexual, you know, sexual uh, uh, damnation because you don't know how to control yourself, and that's what that is. So I definitely want to send a happy birthday shout out to our good Juju, uh, Whitney Houston. She would have been 56 years old had she not, um, you know, passed away. So I would, I want to play like I was saying the other day that a lot of her songs had to do with love. Like Tina Turner said, Godmother Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? I'm not, you know, you know, I, I'm not saying that I don't want to be in love with the person that I sleep with next. What I am saying is that I'm not going to wait too long. I will, you know, go out. If I have to go to the recycle bin, I will. But I've decided I wasn't going to do that in 2019, and I stuck to that. But right now I want to let you all listen to the soulful sounds of 
Whitney Houston, and I think y'all will remember the song. And I think it's apropos for the show. Have a great Sunday, y'all. See you on Tuesday. Some time.